Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Oh, you've joined us just at the perfect time for the sports fan. Perhaps the finest 48 hours on the entire sports calendar. And yes, I am including pro football and college football, autumn and all the rest of it. Hi and hello and welcome to Minus Three, presented as ever by Omaha. We're ready to roll here. As a matter of fact, we have a special guest waiting in the wings. First, though, let's say hello to two fellows who may not really share my enthusiasm for the moment here. The sports fan, I'm feeling good. The Pittsburgh Pirates were coming at you on Thursday. Here's the first thing I have to tell you. Don't worry if you're like, eh, I don't want an outdated conversation around the draft. We're not going to focus in on making draft predictions for you or anything else here. We'll try to transcend that and talk about the playoffs in the NBA, the NHL playoffs, and, and maybe we'll retro wait how what do we call it eddie spaghetti there behind the glass when we make our predictions when we talk about something in hindsight that hasn't happened yet we do that in football season where we talk about a thursday night football game that hasn't been played yet but we speak about it as though it's already been completed the crystal ball something like that yeah Yeah. we'll do that maybe we can wait maybe we can talk about the biggest surprises from the first round in the nfl draft that at the time of this recording hasn't yet happened i will say as i i I said at the very top there the buckos how about these buckos 18 and 8 the game the the days barely started out here on the west coast they're already um have completed the the rubber game against the the pretty boys from los angeles the battling buckos thriving um, Eddie Spaghetti is dressed up in his uh, his rags outfit there, one of his many, and uh, he's ready before the Devs and Rags game five. Critical and also wringing his hands. His heart is uh, is torn and frayed, but he is seated high up over Hollywood, clean as a whistle. It's Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella? How, how are your emotions? I'm a mess, man. I feel yeah. terrible. I mean, I'm, I mean, at least I know spaghetti's suffering too. Like we're suffering separately and then we may be separate suffering together momentarily, but like, it's awful. We talked about this before the playoffs started. Um, playoff hockey is the only thing that makes me a bad father. Mm-hmm. Every other sport I can like go, Oh, come here, sweetie. Yeah, no, this is, yeah, that's called a dunk. But with hockey, I'm like out out like and so it's so stressful <laughs> and and it's and then rightly stressful because it's not like you're stressed out for nothing you're stressed out because Linus Olmark is going to go for a skate and just pass the puck to the other team you just flop around like it's it's crazy two two distinct emotions one the problem with hockey is the better team often loses right that's that this is why it's great in the 1980 Olympics <laughs> one game that's <laughs> awesome but you you need a best of seven to figure out who's the better team for seven games um in basketball I just and we'll get to our goat and goats but I just don't understand why 24 year olds cannot play hard for 48 minutes I, I can't understand it. Why do you need to take six minutes off a quarter? Why do you have to take possessions off? Why is your guy getting a wide open three? Like, 
I mean, it's it is generational. I it is like like Michael Jordan like would never let this happen. No one around him would let it happen. It just the Celtics meltdown against the Hawks, the completely indifferent, hey man, you know, whatever. It's a hobby. It's it's bare. We we Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum sleep great after a loss. I have no doubt that they fall right asleep. Their head hits the pillow. Maybe they're thinking about their hobbies or their subway commercial, but they're not angry. Like I'm in a blind rage after yet another Celtics collapse at home and uh, they're fine. Um, well, so is Giannis. So is Giannis. Like, Hey, are you, are, are no, you bummed it, out? Was it, this a failure? I, 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 no, I love, no. I love Giannis. He's such a good human being, but maybe this is part of the problem. Like you watch the last dance and you're like, wow, Michael Jordan, bad guy, still angry. Like what's wrong with you? Hey, you can be happy now, Mike. Yeah, it's all over. He's right there. He's still furious. He F that guy. You know what? This is a, this, that's a, I, I don't know. Yes. I think we want them to care more than we do that. But I also, I don't want to be Michael Jordan either. I, I, I want all the trappings of being Michael Jordan, but he is. Cared, what if they cared 40% as much as we do? Would that be too much to ask? I, I, yeah, well, he did. And, but he's miserable as a result. And it's like, I made the analogy. If I remember correctly, you kind of tuned me out or you were thinking about something else and you didn't follow what my point was, but the two examples is one whiplash that if you are a prodigy in any given activity, you owe it to yourself and the world to be singularly focused on that and being as good as you can be, even if it makes you an a-hole in other walks of life. Okay. That's the theme of that picture that that's what it's about. You just got to devote yourself singularly to that. Then the movie, The Menu, last year is like, if you are overcommitted in that way and become insane like that, you're not doing anybody any favors and it leads to your demise and, and taking down people around you um, is what I think the satirical message of that picture was. Um, but what both Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, by caring more about their job than their families are doing, is making tens of millions of bulls and Patriots fans thrill. Like it's great for us. It's great that Brady goes home from the game and watches game film. That's great. I don't care that he's an indifferent father. He's my quarterback. And so, I mean, when I, when I watch Jason Tatum scooping up deuce after every game, Oh my God, father of the year. So you're, so you're bad fathering. You give a in the fourth quarter. I That's hear you, but I mean, in other you. words, you're reacting. They're bad, but you think they these the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum don't care enough. Ergo, it's your response, your solemn responsibility to be a bad parent by being, you know, seeing seeing white after a loss like this, right? And so your kids have to suffer. Is I that what, I tell you what I do see. I see Derek White. He's playing hard the entire time he's on the court. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's not getting any style points. It's called trying. Oh, sports. They try They're the play. best and they are the worst. Maybe Homer Simpson's thing about beer. The the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Hey, maybe one A in that is sports because they are officially joyless for everybody. Ironically, except for Dave Damashek, whose hockey team didn't even make the playoffs. 
ergo, I'm able to watch easy breezy, not That's a care in the world scenario. about what happened. I got scenario. the Buccos playing good with house money. Are they going to win the World Series? Of course not. That's the whole point. That's this is this is the sweet spot for me. And and on top of it, NFL draft, everybody gets to be optimistic right now. Maybe you guys should be more like me. Lighten up, dudes. Hey, speaking of which, <laughs> we could lighten up if our teams didn't make the playoffs. That's right. You should. Or in, or in your case, your basketball team didn't exist. That's right. See, Damashek wins again. Damashek two, Hench and Spaghetti zero. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? But before you answer, two words, Caesar's rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, listen, you mentioned Goat and Goats of the Week, and we'll also have our best bets for you. I'm going to focus in on what is shaping up to be. I'm not happy with these, you know, I'm a pedigree snob. I hate when too many underdogs win games. It invalidates the entire regular season. That sucks, um, in my opinion. So we'll give you some best bets on, but like I say, what is potentially going to be a really good second round in both the NBA and NHL playoffs. Um, some some games yet to be determined on which teams are going to land in the second round. In the meantime, though, with our goat and goats last week, we were talking about Megan Connolly. 
our colleague uh, from Megan Fun of Sports, of course, and also you watch her on WWE. She's a delightful social media follow. She's a delightful person to kibitz with in person. And yet we got talking marathons last week. She ran the Boston Marathon and didn't just run it. She ran it in under three hours. And this is borderline high-end achievement. And Kevin Hench came along and announced what? That it was fine, but it wasn't as good an achievement athletically as you making 54 out of 60 free throws one high school basketball season. Is that what Wait, do I have no that way, right? That's no way that was my that's what I is that what I listed as my crowning achievement? I mean, I believe so. Eddie Spaghetti, you were you're an I mean, objective. So third many party I can't here. believe I went to I mean that I, I went to the free throws. It was it was being facetious, but uh you know, but, but I thought I thought it okay. was okay. Listen, okay, fair enough. Well, what's your point? That uh well, I mean that your words, you know, because uh because you know, your words, believe it or not, it's not just a conversation between the three of us. Sometimes other people hear us, and as it happens, Megan Connolly heard your words and was wounded by them. And that brings me to uh hello to Megan Connolly, what's happening? Oh, hello, Dave Damashak. Hello, Mr. Hench. It's always good to see you, Eddie Spaghetti. That is right. You do have listeners. And for as long as this podcast goes, I think you might have a significant amount of marathon runners who listen to this three-hour weekly podcast. Uh, well, first of all, I'm... I'm That's a shot at me. I'm, I'm thrilled that uh, we're merely talking about the relative athleticism of the linear, slow-moving sport, as opposed to the um, unprocessed trauma that leads someone to be a marathoner. Listen, we are not talking about basketball against running. We are specifically talking about um, free throws versus running a sub-three-hour marathon, because that is what you claim um, to be a more athletic feat, is shooting free throws. I I hope I was laughing, because that's obviously (laughs) not... As Damashek can attest, having, you know, been dominated by me for so many years, the, the fact that I broke my high school record for free throw percentage is just a little tiny asterisk on my many athletic accomplishments. Well, you know, I was doing a little digging and um, your attempts wouldn't even qualify you right now on maxpreps.com to rank in the top <laughs> of the nation as far as free throw percentage. Now, listen, like getting to the line, that wow. is an athletic feat, but you were only able to get to the line 62 times. 60, but uh, but we played 18 games. So three and a half attempts a game is not enough. It would qualify. Apparently the, not. It would qualify in the NBA and it would some years it would win. Um, now, Megan, I want to say this because I, I listen, I'm a man of peace. I'm very uncomfortable with this whole thing. I don't like I don't like to be caught in the middle of all this. However, let's let's make sure we settle all hash here before this conversation uh, um, is completed. Your issue is that you I mean, listen, it was a shot you felt personally. You had just completed the Boston Marathon and he's a Bostonian. Right. Under three. Like, as I've said, a lot of people, a lot of people pat themselves on the back and I don't want to diminish. Yeah. But if, if you're running a five hour marathon, are you really running a marathon at all? Exactly. But there's, That's what I've been saying. But there's a, you know, there's a, I also have said to, to, you know, not because I, I won't stand for any jive here. You know that. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. 
okay, you, you ran a marathon. It's an arbitrary number, except if you're in Greece, you know, the diff- the distance between Athens and Marathon is 26.2. That's how you arrive at that mileage. But really, pull back from who gives a crap about running 26.2? And okay, you did it. It's an achievement. It's something you maybe get yourself a bumper sticker like a lot of people do. Why why do it again? It's a it's a weird thing. It's a, you only have so many you only have so many minutes oh, here on the check. big blue. You're marble. going into the hard stuff, man. Megan wanted to have a nice light conversation about free throws, and you're I going all, to yeah. I got all my research here. Okay. Free throws. I well, am, you're my guy, Hench. You're you're a I minus mean, three. Or I got to look out Holmes, for you a little bit. Katie Holmes ran a marathon when she was married to Cruz. We all know what she was running from. Uh, <laughs> But it's a great question. <laughs> what are all these people running from? It's unnecessary. It's a good well, listen, good I question. do feel like for you men, you have um, some more options, right? As far as competitive sports go when you go into your adult life. So, Hench, I know you were a part of a pretty competitive soccer team for many, many years. My husband plays pickup basketball for women. There's fewer of these groups, right, that you can really be a part of. And Mm. I'm very competitive, very competitive. And the athlete in me doesn't want to give up on like setting goals and getting after them. And so the way I do it is through running, which um, I realize there's about a million other things that I could do um, that are not running, but there's just, there's not as many outlets for that. Like I can do a race anytime, right? And get that those competitive juices flowing. But it's not like I can just go play a competitive softball game to anywhere well, you know what you, i mean hold on hold on did you did you play basketball at northwestern not at northwestern no but i did play growing up growing up i mean it seems like more and more if you wanted to play basketball you could find a basketball game like it's they're not that gender segregated anymore but there's nothing even to work for so like for example for the women right the qualifying standard <laughs> the qualifying standard for the women's Olympic trials uh, four years ago was 246, right? And so I'm not that far off of it. My best time is 256. So it was like, oh, if I really get going, maybe I could go to the Olympic trials. Maybe. Now they Wait moved the second. time to I make it a little you were, faster. You were that close? The, 10 the minutes. The U.S. Olympic trial, 246? That was the standard. Now they've moved it to 237. But listen, if I keep chipping away, you never know. Maybe I could get there. So the running, like there is a means to the end. I'm not saying I will get there, but like the thought of it keeps me going. Oh, keeps you going from what? What is the what (laughs) keeps you going? I want to get faster, right? Like what if I could run the Olympic trials? That would be cool. We, You know, Shaq and I can attest how much faster you get in your 30s and 40s. Enjoy. Enjoy Spoiler alert, you ain't going to get faster. They say women peak mid mid to late 30s is when women peak at distance running. So you never know. But Lemon says otherwise. That is not what the match.com algorithm says. (laughs) Really? They also they say there's something with the hormones. Apparently, after women have kids, get faster. Just saying. Not true. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is there is there an announcement? No, on, this not show, on this podcast. <laughs> no, no. Well, that would be quite the feat if I broke three hours running a marathon while pregnant. This sounds to me like, I, and again, I, I hate this role, objective third party. I, I hate to poke at either one of you, but okay. So I feel like, Hench, if I'm hearing Megan right, she's closer to, not professional, but to Olympic 
the Olympic measure in these United States than you are as a basketball player to what? To professional basketball? Is, I will say this. She, Megan is closer to finishing last at the <laughs> Olympic trials than I am at winning the NBA free throw title. Okay. That's, That's nice. Fair. That's fair. This is gross. So I am closer to Larry Bird and Hench is closer to Hank Finkel. Well, when you say qualifying for the Olympic trials, like obviously the team is the, I don't know how many, how many three, runners, three, yeah, three so go are, to the Olympics. So what are they running? 222? Yeah, 220. The American record is 218. Okay. All right. Well, this feels like you're setting yourself up uh, for for a lifetime of of grasping. I mean, aren't we all sort of, <laughs> right? I mean, you were the one who said that free throws was a more impressive. Dave and Busters? I know. I my whole point about uh athleticism is undermined by that my comment i didn't realize that i held free throw shooting out as some great athleticism what i would say why would you that, possibly know what you yourself said i know but True. my my gen <laughs> i don't remember this morning but i will say this to my mind and again this is a great debate it's raged for for generations um the worst player in the wnba is a better athlete than Joan Benoit Samuelson or Greta Weitz. Yeah, I would okay. agree. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm just saying that linear getting, you know, it's, it's impressive. It's a discipline. I think in order for something to be a sport, there has to be defense. Ironically, Do no. You ever see the bows, the elbows being thrown? Okay. No defense when you're shooting free throws either. So I really wish I hadn't made that point as my bedrock of my argument. Uh, a major error. But like you know, um, Julie Ertz. I mean, come on, right? This is this is these are athletes. Um, so I just when I see all the the ectomorphs take off on the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, I'm like, I'm not. I just am not uh, overcome. Not even the elites, like the elite runners, those people. So, okay, just because I know a lot of people with marathons, when I break it down and tell people what pace I ran per mile, they're like, wow, that's pretty impressive. So I ran 645 pace for 26.2 miles. That's wild. I would be willing to bet that if you went on your treadmill right now, you wouldn't make it one mile at 645 pace. That's a great question that I pose the other. Well, I think I can make it. I I think you could have just stopped it. Wouldn't make it one mile. I don't think we have to put a time <laughs> on it. I think there'd be a chalk outline next to my treadmill if I tried to run a mile right now. Uh, this pilot season has been been hard on my body, but um, but you know I was also crunching some numbers just because we have the draft coming up, and obviously big uh, big scouting combine number. We talk about. Do you know what your average time in the forty was? for your 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 sub three hour marathon time. It's got to be slow. It's got to be close to 10, right? Well, you're running a 9440, which probably means you'll get drafted on day 2. Yeah, definitely a 9440. Yeah. Um so yeah, I guess you know, it's a it's an open debate. I I'd love to hear from the fellas. It seems like you can discipline is a skill and I do admire it and commend it. So, if you're disciplined, then and, you know, and discipline includes eating, training, the whole thing, 
then your physiognomy has a best marathon time in it. And what you're interested in exploring, which will become harder, obviously, post despite the stories, post-childbirth, post-35, that you want to find out what your ceiling is. Correct. And that's now, and some of these elites, like the men, Kipyokchik, who's some of these men have broken two hours in the marathon. They're running mid four minute pace for 26.2 miles. I mean, listen, Julie Ertz, incredible athlete. A lot of these people, incredible athletes at whatever it is they do in the WNBA. I would put a lot of these elite marathoners in that level because you're basically sprinting for 26.2 miles. And hey, that's- don't, don't get me wrong. If the court was 26.2 miles long, these guys would be all-stars. It, it, it'd be great. It'd be nothing but Kenyans. <laughs> In, in the NBA, if the court was 26.2 miles long. But I guess I just, I mean, I sort of feel this way about Usain Bolt too. It's like, all right, you're the fastest person on the planet. Um, can you go over the middle? Can you catch a ball while getting hit? Can you drain a contested three? I think I say you're all around it. First of all, to, to the conclusion of all this, let's cut to the chase here with all due respect to your significant others. If we could get for the good of science and, and the next generation of sport, maybe the two of you can team up on making a baby together. And then it would be the greatest free throw shooting marathon baby of all time. Think about that. Imagine a little two year old like that two year old just ran a marathon. That'd be awesome. Jack, if you want to get me fired, just ask me not to do the podcast anymore. You don't have to <laughs> set me up. That you know is fired. Let's get what about kicked out of your house. I know we'll do. We'll get Conley on. Then I'll just innocently throw out. You guys should make a baby together. Then the first thing that pops to Hench's mind usually comes out of his mouth. We'll never have to worry about him again. He'll he'll be he'll be banned from the network. Like what? This is you. You like discipline because you don't have any. In other words, is what you're saying in this regard. I I do. Discipline, I, just not between my brain and my mouth. <laughs> no, I, think I the, would equate shooting free throws to like throwing darts, maybe bowling, Billiard. air hockey, yeah. something like that. And now you just hang your hat on this being such a great accomplishment. And I have heard through a reliable source that when you used to play pickup basketball games at Corolla's house, you weren't even the best player there. So this oh, is. The- an interesting who, who, who thing is this source? About. Who is that I cannot, source? I cannot reveal my sources. Oh, I, I wonder if it was the mixer supreme Sal. I mean, mm. obvi- not Sal. Well, obviously, that's that, your, that's a that's a a, a funny. If you're going off a Harry, that may what, that's what a Harry wasn't Harry either. Listen, I know a marathon runner who happens to be a big fan and has been um, letting me know some information about Damashek and Hench. America like the the hench was not the most dominant player on the blue top doesn't really merit a response. I mean, I, I got to say, as it, an it eyewitness, was like we literally a, a years long search for dwarf comedy writers to team with me to try to make the teams fair years. <laughs> true. This is actually true. And I wanted to because. I don't know if you noticed, Megan, but Hench Hench has some self confidence, you know. No, and way, I don't really? like that. I don't like that because you know he admi- just as he admires athletic discipline. I admire, um, I admire um, that uh, self confidence, or I resent it. I guess I should say because I don't have it myself. Um, so 
I wanted to take him down a notch. And there were a couple of people that I, I really thought might rise up and challenge him. But and I stood by them. Our our, our pal Brian, who's in our uh, our fantasy football league as well. I kept holding him up. I, I saying, Henchy's better than you to try and get his goat. After a couple of years, I finally had to back up and say, what can I do? I, it makes me crazy to say it, but Hench is the best. And here's the thing. So Conley, on one hand, is running near Olympic, pretty close. This is what we need to figure out. You know, Olympic how, like, trials, when, Olympic trials. Let's well, just... you know how like when you watch the 40 at, at the combine and mm-hmm. they do the thing like here's the fastest offensive lineman and you see him run, but then they lay over the, the video and here's the fastest of all. And like the offensive lineman looks like he's standing still as the fast guy runs away. You know what I'm talking about when they do those cops mm-hmm. of the thing? Would you would there be a greater distance figuratively and literally between you and an Olympic runner versus Hench's ability? I'm going to leave the free throw shooting behind. I'm just going to go perimeter shooting. This may sound like hyperbole. I think Hench in the right spot could drop not consistently, but there would be there would be an anecdote or five if he went for four years to a Big East college. It'd be like. Remember that guy, Kevin Hench? They put him in like, yeah, he went for 20 a couple of times. In the, I, I sincerely believe that. Even oh, though he's yeah. under six feet, he's relatively quick, but he's not grease lightning compared to student athletes. But at some point when he when a guy is making it from 30, 35, as you see in the NBA or otherwise, what are you going to do? You can't you can't devote a guy like, yeah, chase him out, chase him out to midcourt so he can't shoot anymore. At some point you back off him. He would be able to do that. Yeah, I, that's what Jalen Brown did right after Trey Young had just made one from the exact same spot. Well, what was he gonna do? Yeah, make sure he doesn't get by you. Why let him walk into that shot? Oh, right, because Jalen was thinking about the things, the 10 things he takes more seriously than basketball. <laughs> so you're you have the Bruins and Celtics in the playoffs. Your doom and gloom. Eddie Spaghetti's rags are merely at the time of this recording. Tied 2-2. His, his team at worst is 120 minutes away from elimination. He's doom and gloom. Can't you see? It's just better to, to have teams that are irrelevant. This is going to be my new way. Um, but I think a case could be made that Hench is at least as close to playing relevant high-end basketball as Megan is to being a truly competitive long distance runner. Eddie Spaghetti, how say you? I I mean I, I've been firmly on Megan's side in terms of oh. I think running a marathon is extremely difficult. I mean, running is like the bane of my existence. I despise it like so much. I have to like I can go we in the gym. Tell. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can go in the gym for hours, lift weights, whatever, but you got to get your cardiovascular, you got to get the heart rate up. And that is like jogging is so difficult. I did it this morning. It's not easy. It's not fun. So that is, I'd, I'd rather shoot a million free throws in a row. I'd rather shoot a million free throws in a row than, than have to ever uh, attempt to, to run or train for a marathon. I mean, you have to train to then be able to do the thing. Like I get you practice in basketball, but it's like, I don't know. To me, it's a it's a whole other ball game. Everything I preach to my kids that if you practice at anything, you're going to get better and you'll see the results. And and that should be the motivation for anything: reading, writing, talking, playing basketball, marathoning, and otherwise. I do wonder though, if given a year, what would Eddie Spaghetti? This is a great. This is a good uh, hypothetical. 
one year from now, could Eddie Spaghetti teach himself to be a great perimeter basketball player or run a marathon, which which is more, you know, in a in a reasonable amount of time, which would be more difficult. I'll start with you, Megan. Running a marathon. I mean, he could finish a marathon, I think, in a year, but it's going to take him a lot more to get in that shape than it will be to just go outside and shoot 100 100 shots from the perimeter a day. He goes out and starts shooting 100 perimeter shots a day. He can do that easily. He's not even winded when he's done. I mean, and then a year's time, he gets much better. I'm guessing around 11 threes, he's taking a break. I have a a pretty good shot. I'm I'm confident in my basketball skills. Now, if Eddie started training today for a marathon to run next year, I still think finishing would be a huge pat on the back. And Eddie, I mean that with peace and love. So you wouldn't even be close to an elite level. You would just be in that five-hour mark, which, as we know, Dave Damachuk says, did you really even run it? Well, that's right. And I, I also like it's it's situational, as they say, these things. If if like if the marathon was held and it was hilly and we could just put Eddie Spaghetti on his side and push him and just let him get head of steam rolling. I mean, then, he, you know, that load like look out below everybody. But he well, would be able to finish that. I was I was not excited, but I thought, well, maybe we could turn this into something cool. Uh, I didn't realize that I had I, I, I don't know why I chose free throws which is so unathletic and, and you even admit it of course what is what's not to admit like it's like you're just inert at the foul line unguarded with a ball so so bad example takes no skill but, well does the but nba have a better skill, athlete than Giannis? he can't shoot free throws it's like darts um but what i thought this might lead to i thought this was going to lead to a to a who's who's actually a better athlete conversation um as i run headlong into retirement but um so i was like okay obviously we'll give uh megan full points for any running you know we'll have to we'll have to choose our competition like okay we'll take free throw shooting off the table we'll take marathon running off the table and then we'll choose like the 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 superstars will choose events Yes, the Uh, decathlon that I've always wanted. And then, and then, and then, you know, which will make, because, you know, if you only, if you, if you need a knee surgeon, I, I highly recommend Bert Mandelbaum, U.S. (laughs) soccer team, national team uh, surgeon who did my left knee. And he's like, man, you can get back out there. And I'm like, Bert, I'm not feeling a lot of drive to get back out there. You know what? You know what I don't like having knee surgeries. It's a bummer. It's like really ruins your summer. So I'm like, I'm just going to have like a gentle decline phase playing with my kids. But if I had an incentive to go like, you know what? Bert Mandelbaum's right. And and, and Megan's going to bring me out of retirement. We're going to have 10 events. But okay. but then like, what would the events be? I mean, we've seen her throw a football, right? I listen, I, we need the staff. I, I see. I want. Spaghetti v meatballs, Damashek v Harry, and now we have our third leg of this. We have Hench v Megan, and I'll and, and I love it. We got to fit. Okay, one event. We've seen the throwing competition. I, well, I am throwing out a first pitch at the White Sox game, so you can judge the video from that. I've already been practicing at a local field. Okay, Hench um, is gonna. I, I can tell you, Hench is gonna throw a, a ball harder than you are. I do think, and I know this could get a little political. I do think there should be something like a ladies tea because men are stronger than women. Well, we, well, well, how dare you? First of all, how dare you? I have daughters. How dare you say something that 
that political. <laughs> um, but the problem with the ladies' tee is we've seen you throw a football and your throw didn't reach the ladies' tee. That- oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you got me at a bad throw too. Listen, I'm okay. not bad at throwing a football. Catching You're not a bad at throwing another football. story. Well, it's funny because you got called for intentional grounding because the ball did not reach the line of scrimmage. So <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> you know, you finished behind Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I'm, I'm Who just, died two years ago? These are, no, yeah, today's Stephen Hawking. These are just facts. And Spaghetti, who's got the best arm of all of us, is dying behind the glass there because he saw it, too. Because I think we do all hold Megan in this this very high esteem. And then to her own point, boy, is throwing a football the great equalizer. Wow. I'm going to go throw a football this weekend and send you guys. I hear what you're saying. Here's the thing, though, Hench. Do you 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 won't tell the director he won't need a particularly wide shot to capture your throw. (laughs) <laughs> hey, you're the one who brought this on about free throws and then immediately coming on you're like why did i say that that's not even athletic that's what we've all been arguing all week that there's no skill in free throw shooting don't you see well, it was an opportunity skill, for him to brag about said, his rainbow of athletic like, accomplishments it's like darts it, there is a skill it's not athletic like yes darts. and uh, bowling megan and your professional opinion accomplished runner if kev it's hard to assess though because hench is a good athlete despite me no offense hench but look at him i mean would you pick him out of a crowd and say oh yeah that guy's that guy's good at uh, at a couple of sports real good like difference making among your chums like boy who would have seen this one coming he is that i wonder hench at whatever 25 do you think you could have trained yourself to to be able to run a sub three hour marathon? No way. I I running and it's, I I don't know how much of it is psychological a and lot. how much of it is physical because you you know when you're enjoying it you can run forever. Like I played mm-hmm. midfield and like I just would chase the ball for ninety minutes and then walk to my car and people would be like, "Don't you ever get tired?" And it's like not if I'm enjoying myself. And then you go for a run as Spaghetti put himself through, you know, and it's a it's a pipe cleaner into the urethra. You're like, this is so horrible. I got a three hours of this. No way. It is the way I agree with that. The thing I ad- admire. I don't know if that's the word for it. I think it, what what the people do with themselves when they're out, uh, when I get on the treadmill for a half an hour. Oh, that's your problem. The treadmill is hell. One mile I don't like of the being treadmill outside feels either. like 10. No, Well, because you know what I like about it versus running outside is because the, the computer thing in front of me does all the math for me. If I'm out running by my, all I do is just like, Okay, you're now one quarter done. You're 20, but in a you, you just were 20% done, but now by running that this now you're 20. All I do is just spin the fractions of how much time I have left to go before I can stop this crap. I can't, I can't, I can't take it. It makes me loco. And so I admire, I, I recognize that it's something I can't do. That's for sure. Mentally, forget the physical part. I would I would hate to give up three hours. I mean, how many hours of uh, waking hours of of your week are are devoted to to this uh, to this activity of yours? Hours a week. Well, I run about sixty miles a week, and Ugh. I do Ugh. one long run a week, 
And then I do two track workouts a week. So Okay, so back to Hench's original question. What are you running from? A lot. Of, well, I, it was actually interesting. So I went to the baseball field last week. My husband said to me, you know, you're not bad at throwing a baseball. I bet if you grew up with brothers, you would have done something so much cooler than just run. And I was like, well, thanks for that. That's nice. <laughs> but so I do have athletic ability and it's the competitiveness. And plus, mm. I got good at running when I was eight years old. When I was 12, I ran a 516 mile and then I was just cornered into track. So I stopped playing other sports. But I um I truly do enjoy running and I want to I want to get better, right? Like I still hench will know this. Anybody who's an athlete will know this. It's tough to like give up that you're an athlete, right? Like I walk around now and he's still just, I'm, I'm an athlete. That's part of my identity. So not competing in something in my life would really bother me. So now I can do it in these races and I can do it in marathons. And maybe it's only two or three times a year, but I look forward to it. I totally get it. I, you know, it's been very difficult, the, the, the double-edged sword of aging, but then, you know, having significant injuries so, you know, I, I built my whole life around playing sports. Like, you know, and when I moved out here, I was like, oh, you can play uh, soccer in December. Like there's no, there's no year where you can't, there's no month where you can't go outside. And so this last, you know, sort of starting with the second knee surgery where it was like, oh, I'm moving into the, I mean, I think it's what a lot of professional athletes deal with when they retire. It's like, you're not going to go join a rec league. If you're Brett Favre, you're, you're just gonna, you know, embezzle some money from poor people. <laughs> well, bottom line is I feel like not to make it about me, but I feel like Damashek wins again. One of you is over there spending countless hours running 60 miles on purpose. Nobody's making you do it. The other one no is having knee surgeries. You know what? You can't miss being a big athlete if you never were one to begin with. Damashek well, wins again. Why is I it guess right? so. I mean, here's the thing I'm a little disappointed about. Hench, we didn't even really get into an argument here because yeah. you right off the bat just agreed with me that running a sub three hour marathon is much more impressive than shooting free throws. So I guess I didn't really have to come I mean, on, but really, I'm glad that you came to your senses. I didn't I get that from it. It would have been... Uh, you really would have been arguing with a madman if he was saying that it's, it's more athletic than running six, six 40 miles for 26 miles. Um, I got, I mean, obviously I'm not going to check the tape because I couldn't possibly listen to this podcast after we, after we finished recording it, but I can't believe that how I framed it. That's what you said. That's what you said. It is and what we you did said. get some of your detractors, Megan supporters did weigh in to say, Hench is bragging about being a standout in Vermont high school basketball. Incorrect. New Hampshire. No, okay. they do. New Hampshire has um that one uh, elite team that I see every year at the Hoop Hall Classic. The Terrence uh, the boarding Mann. school. It's a boarding yeah. school up there. Yes. Terrence All Mann, right. the Clippers. Megan mm -hmm. Connolly's got to get out there. She's got to throw a baseball. I, I, She's I, blew it. I blew the premise. I I I missed the I missed our pre-production meeting. I didn't know what uh lie I was supposed to tell. All right. The Cathalon it is. We've got to schedule the events. Well, you know what? As a matter of fact, listener, drop us a line um at minus three pod on Twitter and let us know what events you would like to see. Hench V Connolly. 
also spaghetti v meatballs and we'll make it so megan Connolly, dynamite stuff make sure you listen to megan fun of sports grand stuff every episode um keep it going thanks for joining us today thanks guys can't wait for the beach volleyball tournament there she All goes right. one thing she's right. not gonna do is listen to minus three that <laughs> next marathon that everybody, everybody listens they listen and get upset <laughs> all right bye guys <laughs> bye now and now a quick break Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, let's get into it here. You're a busy man, Hench. Uh, We just talked a lot about something I don't know that we even resolved, but let's jump into it. The aforementioned Goat and Goats of the Week. All right. Well, you know, we we touched on it. I I have been I just been the crankiest old man this week watching these these basketball teams. Um, you know, the the Celtics blew a 13 point lead at home in a closeout game to a not very good team missing arguably their best player. So DeJounte Murray's not playing. Trey Young gets his shot blocked seven times in that game. Celtics are up 13. They go into style mode. Jason Tatum shoots. Eight for uh, seven for 11 from two point land, one for 11 from three point land, just keeps hucking them up there, contested threes. Hey, who cares? We're going to win anyway. Oh, no, wait, we lost. And the everything about their body language, it's just like this generation is the worst. They are, they just, it's like, I'm just thinking about like, is he thinking about his subway commercial that he's got to shoot between games? Is he what's on his mind? Cause it certainly doesn't seem like basketball. And I think the contracts are so insane. And like, I think we've talked about this, like, you know, if they give you a hundred million dollars tomorrow, you're going to take some you time. Right. You're going to like, no, you're, no one's going to work that hard with a hundred million dollars in the bank. So I just think these contracts now, Jordan had hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, but he was hardwired from that moment in high school. And obviously, as we saw in the last dance, he never changed. He's the same today. He's 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 got a chip on his shoulder. And I and so I watched not just the Celtics, unbelievable gack of total indifference against the Hawks at home. By the way, Tottenham Hotspur got walloped at Newcastle 6-1 and Tottenham refunded the money that their visiting fans paid to go see them get crushed. 
Celtics should reimburse the, the paying customers money for game five. That was a disgrace, that effort. But also, but at the same time, see, I think this conflicts with your point because the guy who's in actual trouble, legal and probably ultimately financial problem is, is Ant Edwards, who goes in, is so is so ticked off that he throws a chair around and hits a couple of co- co-workers with it. They're inevitably going to sue him and he's going to have to pay out millions of dollars or the organization is. So I, I, I spiritually agree with your message, but it's no way to live, though, is it? We that, I, back I to just that. think as, as fans, <laughs> we 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 need them to care as much as Aunt That's Edwards. Right. Um, so so greatest of all time. Still Michael Jordan. It's still Michael Jordan. And it's because he never took his foot off the throat ever. Even 30 years later in a documentary, he's just as angry. It's awesome. And then and then I got to say, uh, and I love him to pieces. Well, wait, before you move on, because I uh, with the Celtics, I thought it was you say this generation and I'm watching, um, you know, Chaz Barkley in the gang and Kenny the Jet says because you offline, you're texting about this. Look at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown standing around. And in the post game, uh, a few days ago, a few nights ago, Kenny, the jets, like, look at how smart they are. Look at how they conserve energy. You know, what, what, what a, uh, a luxury it is that they can just hide themselves in the corner like this and they can still run the offense and, and save up a little gas. And I'm like, what in the hell are we talking about? That's your Kenny, the jet. You were playing with Michael Jordan, literally at UNC, you overlap and you won titles and everything. Your message is is the stand around thing. Is I mean, load management is officially going too far if you're doing it during offensive <laughs> possessions of the playoffs. It's bonkers, and obviously stagnation is part of the problem when the Celtics can't score. It's because guys are standing around watching other guys. Um, now, if a basketball game was 15 minute quarters, if it was 60 minutes long, then guys could play 48 minutes, right? 24-year-olds could play 48 minutes of basketball over the course of two and a half hours. But because the games are 48 minutes long, they can only play like 39 to 41 minutes. And then of those minutes, they can only try for like 26 minutes. It's too much to ask physically. So it's a disgrace. I don't, it is so hard to watch as Kenny the Jet Smith pointed out, guys standing around. Remember how out of shape, every every guy so bent out of shape um, when Randy Moss wasn't like, running downfield on off tackles to the opposite side. Like who cares? Like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are on the court and can conceivably 40% of the guys on the eligible to score. So, so that was a disgrace, but, and then later that same night and it, it, it didn't get, it didn't get the headlines because they held on the Suns blew a massive lead in the fourth quarter to the, non-Kawhi, non-Paul George Clippers and were only saved by Russell Westbrook, three for 18 with five turnovers, or the Clippers would have won that game in Phoenix. I don't know why these guys can't play four quarters, but my my goat, my bad goat, and it, and it breaks my heart to say this because I love him so much. He's such a decent guy, but Giannis choked 25 different ways at the end of that game. Like, first of all, 10 for 23 from the foul line. All right, you're not a great free throw shooter, but even for you, that's a disgrace. And it and they were they weren't rattling in and out. Like 
they were getting worse and worse. Like he was choking. It's the definition of choking, right? You're in your head. Oh my God, I'm going to miss. You're hitting like far crotch off the backboard. Then he, he starts settling. They're like, oh, we'd love for you to take this jump shot. Oh, you're going to take it? Okay. So he's, he's missing jump shots. He finally started taking it into the hoop. Then they absolutely have to win a tap. Brooke Lopez wins the tap. Should be game over. Giannis throws the ball over the scorer's table because he's so afraid of getting fouled. Chris Middleton makes this incredible save to get the ball back inbounds to Drew Holiday, who then misses another free throw. It's all part of this catastrophic choke by the Bucs. But Giannis wasn't done choking because then later he gets into Max Struess's airspace on a three when the ball was long gone. Three more points for the Heat. And then the final choke, he's coming down court with a chance to force double overtime. And he realizes, I'm going to get fouled. And I can't, I can't make one out of two. Two out of two is a mathematical impossibility. So then the ball becomes a hot potato in his hand. No one else was expecting to touch the ball. So you see, you see, he, like Middleton has like, he's, he's closed out. And by the time the ball gets to Grayson Allen, he's like, wow, has this thing gone sideways? I have the ball. How did, how do, how do I have the ball? So anyway, I love Giannis. His answer to the snarky reporter is exactly what we're talking about. How do you measure these things? Would I rather hang out with Giannis than Michael Jordan? Absolutely. Absolutely. But when you're rooting for a team and your only interest is victory, you just want a killer and, and, and not a guy who's, uh, who's got other things going on in his life. Right. And what's, what's partially vexing about it. If you're a diehard bucks fan, you know, it requires that you ignore, you can praise him for the attitude. And I've said this repeatedly as a fan that if you go in from a rooting standpoint, like it's win the title or bust, man, you're setting yourself up for a devastating few decades. Cause unless you're rooting for the 60 Celtics, you're probably going to be dealing with a lot of sorrow more than you are any happiness. But also with Giannis in particular, you know, Shaq couldn't was a dominant force and couldn't make free throws, but at least his brand, the ball was sustainable into its, into his thirties until he really got super fat. And even then he still was unstoppable on the low block. Giannis is all about that. And it's the, the sad irony that, this insane athlete, this freak, as he's called, can't do the simple task of making free throws, can't teach himself that and work that out. But also, what's his future? Does he think it's getting better? It's not he's not going to improve as a basketball player. He's only going to regress because of his particular brand. He's not going to be able to play the way he is. He's not a rim attacker uh, starting from 17 feet from the rim. You know, when he's when he's 30, that's going to change. So it's a it's a missed opportunity as the number one seed. And to just to accentuate your point a little bit, this is because he gets in the way of it being, was this a disappointment? Are you bummed about the or was this a failure? That now everybody's up on Mount Pius patting him on the back, like, yeah, that's the way you should be. See, that's a that's a great message out there. Everybody is, you know, they're the, the the chances diminish between from this year to next year of him getting that title. And so um, I, yeah, I, I'm with you ultimately from a fan perspective, I, you know, you got to spin it in your brain, but 
don't do that if you're you're the reason that your team is relevant and it is instead one of the all-time here it is one of the all-time chokes number one seed losing to Dikembe in a best of five in 94 it had never happened now there's some this is this is an abomination you lost to the heat the eight seeded heat blah that this i i feel like it won't go down that way because people like Giannis, but that's what it was. One of the all time. No. And I mean, like I, you know, literally deer in the headlights. They were, ah. they, they were not. I think, and I think your team though, by the way, you know, I, I, I'm not knocking on wood. I don't like Boston sports that much, but I have to say these NHL playoffs, they've been fun night after night, flipping back and forth, NBA, NHL, all that kind of stuff. You know, as, as a uh, pedigree snob, this is starting to really suck. If the Florida Panthers advance, I'm going to be sick. That's going to be t- if the Kraken beat the defending champion Colorado Avalanche. That's going to suck. We can have one Sacramento Kings maybe get by the Dubs, but you can't. The, the regular seasons have to mean something, or else what are we doing with our time? Well, you know, I talk about Megan Connolly running around for however countless hours a week doing our marathons, we're no better if we're sitting there watching completely irrelevant stuff, which is a regular season NHL or uh, NBA game in December. Well, it's funny that Megan Conley's confident that Spaghetti could become a good perimeter shooter in you know, faster than a decent runner. Uh, does that mean Giannis could become a good free throw shooter? Like, well, like we're, we all agree that you could get way better at these things if you practice. And the guy goes 10 for 23 from the line in an overtime loss. Uh, you know, what this conversation and Giannis's press conference reminded me of, you'll fill in the blanks, it was so long ago, but you were doing, uh, you know, a terrestrial radio show with Kent Voss, Kent, Kent, yeah. Kent Voss. Yeah. Okay. Kent Voss. And then, you know, you made some, you know, Damashekian impassioned contention about sports. And he was like, well, yeah, I mean, but what's the big deal? It's just sports. And you were like, well, yes, except we're on a sports talk show. Like it was like it was that weird thing <laughs> of like, well, of course, Giannis, none of this really matters. They're they're bombing maternity wards in Ukraine. Of course, none of none, none of this is a failure, I guess. But the whole contract is that we all pretend that it really means a lot because because we could we could just all slink back to to our uh, our our library and read a book if uh if it doesn't matter so true and I, that leads me into my bad go to the week and it is not Aaron Rodgers rather it is the New York Jets two generations in a row you're doing this I mean it couldn't be more on that why do you shake your head at that Eddie Spaghetti I I, I think this is you're so wrong with this take I, as someone who knows tons of Jets fans they are like they are praying to whatever they pray to because of this move it is a huge deal for Jets fans and they are thrilled you can't try out Zach Wilson be happy with it doesn't like I didn't your, say that's what should your be their thing put your beliefs of what you know if you don't like Rogers political stance whatever like I've never seen a guy more vilified for like not being a criminal my entire life. And it's like, this is a home run for the friend, the whole fan base. I promise you that. Well, I mean, any political, I mean, what I would, you know, listen, I don't mean to be, to be grim, but I think this is going to be a little bit of a story that somebody's going to ask him about between now and, and uh, start of the football season is like, 
How do you feel being in New York City after your remarks about 9-11, like of the doubting its existence? That's weird. But setting all that stuff aside, I don't want to get heavy like that. I just think from the fan perspective and what you're rooting for and all of that and caring as much as we care, I just think it's it, it, it lacks no it, it lacks any dignity. I know you're desperate if you're a Jets fan. But again, you're going to cheer for the Packers guy. The guy's a, he has nothing to do with you. He's a mercenary coming over. It's the same thing as being a Buccaneers fan a couple of years ago and being like, woohoo, the Patriots legend did it for us for one year. Like, okay, great. So you win it. If you win the Super Bowl, I it feels not satisfying from where I sit. Look, it's not my team. And I can say, I can tell you. I don't want certain guys being the difference maker on my teams. I wouldn't sign. I wouldn't sign that contract. Of uh, as I, the one I always say is Ray Lewis. I you know like wow you would you'd be happy if Ray Lewis brought a Super Bowl to Pittsburgh. No, I wouldn't. I don't want. I don't want rivals being the difference. Not that Aaron Rodgers is a rival to the Jets. It's just a weird thing to embrace this guy this deep into his career that that he's already accomplished what he's going to accomplish. He just wants to put a cherry on top of his personal resume no matter whether it's in new york or other i just it just feels unsatisfying to me before it even starts but i hear what you're saying because i see all over social media jets fans the world over falling all over themselves hench how say you um well you know between the the franchise and the player i i wish them nothing but the worst um (laughs) (laughs) and we talked about this uh you know, the assumption is that regardless of what a weirdo he is, the, the just the assumption is there'll be no physical diminishment ever. Right. Like it's like that. that's also I mean, the 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 leap of faith, the optimism for a 40 year old man who, you know, I know he won an MVP 18 months ago, but that was 18 months ago. And he's 40 and the evidence would indicate that he's more likely to regress significantly this year than he is to maintain based on the, uh, again, the, his, the 21st century evidence. I'm not lean, going way back into the seventies or anything like that. I'm talking about guys in the, there are very few guys. Tom Brady is an insane freak in terms of devotion to what he's doing. You know, I don't get the vibe that Aaron Rodgers is that guy walking around with his bare feet and being praised for that. That's reason enough not to root for him. Bare feet <laughs> place of business. Okay. Eddie Spaghetti, take it away. Uh, so for my go and go, I'll start off uh, not technically piggybacking off of your hockey take check with the bad teams losing, but uh, which I, again, don't agree with. I think that it's a beautiful thing that if a, a team that has less wins in the regular season, it just matches up well versus a dominant team like the Kraken Avalanche, for example, they just play really well versus them. And I think like, yeah, they don't have the historic fan base, but uh, I think it's a fun thing. And that's what makes hockey. It's fun. Interruption, sports. interruption to praise you. Eddie Spaghetti did say a week ago on this show the Kraken play that game to game play them plus a goal and a half against the Avalanche they have their number and they'll keep it tight and that's been a winning play all through this series so good for you and also your stars to the cup final uh is also looking pretty good right now yeah because they're gonna get Pavelski back too they're there and I don't team. mind and I don't mind upsets. I mean, I, I, what what I hate is when it becomes the norm. Then then what's an upset at all? If if they just happen every, you know, when half the results are like, whoa, who could have seen that one coming? Well, I guess we all should see it coming, sure, because it's complete. It's just sitting around flipping coins at some point. 
Well, if these upsets happen, uh, the Maple Leafs losing to the Lightning and to the Oilers losing to the Kings, um, I think hockey in general would have been changing uh, dramatically because I, I just can't see a scenario where the Oilers would have kept Dreisaitl and McDavid. I don't see a scenario where the, the, the Leafs would have kept Austin Matthews or things out the door regardless. So that's why my good goat, those two teams, they're both, you know, now they're up. Uh, they have one game left to win. They're going to move on in advance. I mean, talk about a crazy week for them. Just the uh, super physical series uh, for the least versus the lightning having an all-time goaltender in Vasilevsky winning those overtime games and then uh, obviously just the immense pressure that the crowd is putting on them every time they show the the crowd shots of them outside uh, their arena in Toronto and those fans I mean I, I just keep thinking like I, I know I'm stressed out about the Rangers but they have a lot of baggage like those those fans are ready to win one and get just by the first so round agree. I'm rooting for that I'm rooting for the Leafs fans <laughs> their their struggle with themselves on social media and beyond is is something to watch and I'm right. glad I'm not involved in it. And uh, on the other side of that is the Oilers. I mean, from the the, the game, they could have uh, really could have flipped the entire series. That high stick non-call, like yeah, the Kings still could have won in overtime. Um, but the the Oilers, you know, winning, you know, losing that game, then winning the next game in the Staples Center or Crypto Arena, then obviously winning the the next game up in Edmonton by a hefty you know amount there. Uh, those teams both could have folded, and they did not, and they won those games they needed to. They look like they're going to advance, and I, I guess at least for now two of the biggest superstars in hockey and definitely the biggest are going to stay where they are unless something completely dramatic happens. So they get my good goat there and my, my bad goat. uh, I'm not going to pick my Rangers. I'm going to go in the college football ranks, you know, Tyler Buckner leaving Notre Dame. I, I understand this. Um, I understand that Sam Harmon, the all time, you know, great ACC quarterback coming to Notre Dame probably meant uh, the writings on the wall that he was not going to be the starter. But him following Tommy Reese to go to Alabama and and just try, you know, Alabama is the, the spring game. Both the quarterbacks didn't look great. Nick Saban actually kind of said it as much and kind of left the door open for a new quarterback. Notre Dame has talent, but Alabama is a different level of talent. And I, I think, you know, Tyler Buckner's played not well. I mean, there's a reason why he was benched last year for Drew Pine. I know he was injured as well. Um, and then this year, the reason why they brought Sam Harmon in, but he's going to go to Alabama uh, as just, I guess, the next best option since their quarterbacks are kind of being, you know, they're lackluster right now. And he's just going to be surrounded by just these guys who are going to be future top draft picks and he's going to look really good. And that's just really pouring salt in the wound that Notre Dame lost a, what well, was going to be their backup quarterback and their OC to Saban and Alabama. And it just shows that it's never easy in college football. So the uh, Notre Dame, I, I guess, uh, letting Buckner go gets my bad goat. And, uh, and, and I guess partially Alabama too. Uh, good goats, Oilers and Maple Leafs. Can I give you guys a little sunshine as we head into our best bets here and call it a wrap on another great sports week. Um, one is, and by the way, the draft intrigue at the time of this recording, Spaghetti's texting on the side to say that it sounds like, according to some it's insiders, oh, it's a done deal. Lamar done deal Jackson, now, officially, yeah. A long-term deal? Uh, yep, Ravens tweeted out the exact, uh, it, it's the richest deal, I believe, in NFL history, but it's a five-year deal, more money per year than Jalen Hurts. Uh, looks like... Wow. I am. I, listen, I got a or back at them. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I thought they would not give him the level of bank. And by the way, 260 total. Not guaranteed, though. Uh, just the rap sheet, five years, $260 million. And they said he's getting paid a little bit more per year than what Hertz is. Okay. But it's not going to be Deshaun level guaranteed money. But either way, like I say, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. But watch this. Here's something I will be right about. 
that's a mistake. That's not a great long-term Lamar Jackson is, is not going to be great unless there's a major adjustment in the way he's approaching things. And that requires, and maybe they, maybe they have it now with the, with the Munkin and with the, with the Georgia OC, maybe that there will be a turn in philosophy, but as constructed, I don't love that long time. I think maybe this year, but diminishing returns going for it. I want to give you guys a little sunshine here. Uh, one, here's a great two leg parlay for you. Series results. Bruins win their series and the Rangers win their series. You parlay those two plus 112. There you go. And I like it. And as I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, that's going to be the Wales Conference final. Congratulations in advance to the both of you on that. That's my best bet for right now. And also a little bit more for you. It's going to tip off soon. So you're not going to be able to cash in on this if you're listening to us. The Bruins, uh, the Bruins, the Celtics are going to win by double digits against the Hawks. It's that that series will end on Thursday night. Hench, best bet. Um, I'm going to bring a little little Suns shine to you guys. Oh. I uh, I like the Suns minus one thirty to beat the Nuggets. I mean, you know, the Nuggets just <laughs> when when you're struggling with the T Wolves and you know Jokic went nine for twenty nine in the game. I had a less than impressive in that series and Booker is out of his mind. Like he's just getting whatever he wants. And then when Kevin Durant is your safety valve, like I think, you know, all the, uh, I, I mean, Paul Durant and Booker are healthy and playing well. And as long as that continues, that's going to be a very tough team to beat. Um, I like them to knock yet another number one seed out of the playoffs. Then I, I, it's funny, Spaghetti and I were at the, uh, Kings Oilers with the OT victory in LA talk about flipping the series Kings could have been up five zip very easily. They were up three zip in the first period and missed a couple of like tap-ins at the post. And, and then as we know, blew blew that three goal lead, blew a four, three lead with three minutes left. Um, And, and it's funny consecutive days in the NHL, Home teams blowing three goal leads, losing five, four in overtime because the Leafs and Lightning, the Leafs did the same thing to the Lightning. I, just because of the number, I like that Kings plus 565. Because if, if you say game six is a coin flip, to Spaghetti's point about the, the Earth's axis rotating, if there is a game seven in Edmonton, that team has been known to get a little tight when it matters most. So I think for plus 565, you may be down to a coin flip in game seven uh, with those pesky Kings. Um, you know, it's not a great price, but why do you do Why do you do all regal? Cause I thought when you said Kings, because of the plus, I thought you were talking about the Sacramento Kings and that's uh, the same logic applies there. There's a, they absolutely have a shot of rap. I mean, I also, as I said on extra points today, I could see the Warriors going to the finals with Wiggins dropping 20 now. I mean, they're a different team than what they were three weeks ago. So don't disregard them based on what you saw in the regular season. And, you know, I also could see the sack Kings rallying and taking the series. It's weird that that maturity thing is just such a weird thing. Like you're yeah. like, 
Why do these guys make their shots and these guys miss their shots? Because they won't miss them in two years, but there's a weird growth process. I know. Things, I, yeah. things are just not there yet for me. And then the other, my last uh, uh, best bet, um, it's not a great price. It's minus 170. But if you've been tuning in at all for the Kraken and the Avalanche, the Kraken have been better. I, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, you know, you're looking at these, you know, Yanni Gord, uh, Eberle, like these guys are like, why are they so good? I don't know. Like, but they play, they dominated long stretches. So I just think they're better. The avalanche are banged up. And just every time they get a guy back, they lose a guy. And uh, I, I like the Kraken to close it out um, against the avalanche. I think spaghetti was way ahead of all of us on that one. Great call. And uh you know what? Those uniforms are great too. I can't that, that they're they're a pleasure to watch. It's even though it's an eyesore of a uniform matchup against the Avs. The, the, those things are dynamite. All right, Hench, marvelous stuff. Go back to your Hollywood and uh, we'll we'll get you primed up. Matter of fact, you should go run some miles right now to get in shape for Megan Connolly. Eddie Spaghetti, bring it on home here. I was gonna say in our crystal ball. Uh, proactive review of something that hasn't happened yet. I can't believe the Atlanta Falcons did it on draft day and traded for Lamar Jackson, or I was going to say maybe the Niners, but I guess neither one of those is going to happen. So we'll just move straight to your best bets as you sit there in, in your rags colors. Yeah, I think the biggest trade we may see, um, or actually, well, can you believe that DeAndre Hopkins was traded uh, oh. to, to the uh, to the Chiefs? Mid mid draft, that's going to happen. Whoa, I think, uh, that, first of all. that happened. I forgot about that. That yeah. is a good one. What about when Derrick Henry went to the Eagles? That was pretty good I, too for a well, second round pick. Not bad. Yeah, not for me as a Giants fan, but uh, I think the wear and tear will eventually, uh, you know, bring him back to earth a little bit. Uh, I wanted. I love what Hen said about the the Kings. After I just built up the Oilers, but I don't know if you saw the video on Twitter of Connor McDavid in practice today. Looks like he has a bit of an ankle injury going on, and he was kind of j- skating gingerly on it, bent over, skated himself to the boards, and was kind of uh, like uh, like huddled over. And the beat reporters like tweeted it out, which I didn't even know you could do that. Um, that kind of picked up traction. If he's injured at all, I mean. It, it not only could mean the end of that series, but also whatever, if they do advance next series, won't be much of a series without 97 playing well for them. So uh, that is a pretty interesting bet. Uh, I am going to take the Knicks in the series bets over the heat. Last I saw it was around was a minus 130. Um, I just like them. They're deep. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is playing really well. I know I, I poo poo the NBA, but I did watch most of that series because I, I am a Knicks fan. So I do like them versus the heat. Um, that number I now. like, you know what? I'm going against that, even though, my eyes tell me to take the Knickerbockers. I take the heat based on what I ride endlessly with the NBA playoffs, which is the team that's been there before has a decisive edge. The heat uh, have played in, in some huge games and made some deep playoff sure. runs over the last, you know, three, four years here. I think missing Tyler hero kind of hurts him a bit too, in, in terms of depth. And it's one minus one sixty nine minus one thirty. Uh hockey bets. Yeah. I want to stick with that. The uh, the abs cracking bets. I like the under if it's six in that. And I also think um, the latest number on that game tomorrow, Kraken on the money line, they're home, home dogs. I mean, plus 135 can't beat that. You want to take in the goal plus the goal and a half minus 190. Still not terrible. Um, and I do think the stars will finish it out, especially getting back big Joe Pavelski uh, minus 105 on the money line there. I like them for those bets tomorrow. And, uh, you know, we'll see it from there. So those are all my bets. All right. And final thought is, you know, if you happen to see a a uh, XL sized guy in red, white and blue 
walking on the beaches next to the Pacific Ocean. That's probably your pal Eddie Spaghetti there lamenting yeah. the rags demise. Just shout out to him like, don't do it, Spaghetti. Hang in there at the MLB trade deadline. The Pirates will almost surely give away all their relatively decent players to the Yankees and get you back into it in time for October. See, I'm a ray of sunshine for you, Spaghetti. I do think uh, (laughs) losing to the Devils or Islanders or vice versa, that's just got to be the worst for a New York hockey fan. So uh, I I am enthused as an objective uh, third party watcher from uh, from the outside. Enjoy it and uh, make sure you're enjoying all the great stuff at the Extra Points Network. Lots of good NFL draft coverage that is still um, fresh for Friday and Saturday. So check all that out. Make sure you're on social media, Twitter and beyond watching everybody on the staff give their best bets um, for the first round. If that's still relevant, if you can get those in before uh, before draft night, number one kicks off. Um, I think there's some good plays in there. I gave you um under one and a half running backs in the first round going. I'm going to stand by that. I know that uh, the juice is going up. Um, uh, I bet I, was, uh, yeah, it was Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. So I, I think Megan Connolly actually went against me on that one. She did. I'm going yeah. to, I'm going to stay with that, uh, with my play there for what it matters. Like I say, probably by the time you're listening to this, it will already be settled hash, but anyway, um, more hash to be settled between Connolly and Hench. Appreciate both of them today. You, Eddie Spaghetti, and you, the listener, uh, will be back on the other side of the sports weekend to break it all down for you. In the meantime, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. <laughs>